0: In Hebrews the 10th chapter today, in verses 22 through 25, in just a few moments we'll read that passage. Some people go to church three times in their lives. When they're born, when they're married, and when they die. Some might say it like this, when they're hatched, matched and depatched. first time they throw water, the second time they throw rice, and the third time they throw dirt. We need, as believers in Christ, other believers. We were never meant. To live a life as a Christian in isolation. We need each other. The Bible makes that clear when it says in this passage in Hebrews 10 verses 22 through 25. How can we grow and mature as believers? That's the study we're looking at these days. How to grow. As a Christian, there are things we need. We've talked about prayer. We've talked about Bible study. And today we're talking about worship. Verse 22 says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope, without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching." The basic exhortations of this passage are obvious to us. Who? We who are believers in Jesus Christ. We are to hold fast to our profession of faith. That's not easy, as we're going to see today. We are to draw near to God, and we are to provoke one another. Encourage one another unto the highest kind of living. We fail to realize sometimes as the people of God, as the church of the living God, that we are to encourage one another. Yes, we are encouraged by the Lord and by being in His house with Him. But we're also encouraged by one another. Obviously, there were some in the first century when this word was written later after Christ had ascended back into heaven that the practice of meeting together every seventh day with other Christians had stopped why did it stop we don't know but there's speculation that it was because of persecution Christians were persecuted in the first century They paid a great price for following Jesus Christ. We don't know a lot about that, but we know enough to know that it's a legitimate reason. It turns out that maybe some of them were a little bit conceited. They saw themselves as not needing to worship God. They felt like they worshipped Him every day, so they didn't need to come on Sunday. Sometimes it was because of indifference. They just had got lackadaisical. They had got to the point where they needed to be recaptured again by the words of God. Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Those are words from the Lord God Himself. Because they had lost interest in worship attendance, they were headed for spiritual disaster. And any time we miss the Lord's Day with God's people in God's house, with Him, we are headed for a spiritual disaster. We don't see that, we don't understand it, but slowly it happens as we get casual in our attendance to God's house. Please understand, please hear these words. We do not come to God's house to gain brownie points with God. We do not come to God's house because God checks the roll every Sunday and He checks whether you're here or not and uh, He makes attendance records. There are no perfect attendance awards in heaven to see if we were present. Yes, God knows, we know, We go to church. Why do we go? I think very capably there are three strong reasons we are to be in God's house on the Lord's day. We are there for worship. We are there for inspiration. And we are here because we want to fellowship with other believers. And if we don't do these things... There's either something wrong with the church we're attending or there's something wrong with us as a believer. We need to deal with it. We need to be in God's house every Sunday. So why do we attend church? Well, some of us do it because our parents took it and we have followed that example. And that's a good reason. But let's look at these reasons from the Scripture today. Look at... Verse 25, these are the exhortations for us to be in God's house. We go to God's house. We are here, first of all, to worship Him. God is here. You say, how do you know He's here? Because He lives inside of us. We have sung songs today that inspire us that give us reason to clap our hands and rejoice and praise the Lord God Almighty. Worship is a recognition and an acknowledgement that there's no one like God. And we are here to meet Him. We are here to do fellowship with God and with one another. You know, all of us have something that's first in our life. We have something that catches our attention like nothing else. Everything can't be first in our life. In fact, in this world we live in, there are a lot of things that are always on our mind, have our attention, and are in first place in our life. All of us worship someone or something. Each one of us do whether we know that or acknowledge it or not. Some people worship their careers. Some people worship money. Some people worship pleasures. That hits a lot of people in this world we live in. As Christians, we say, God, you're number one. We're here to worship you. You are the most important thing in our life. We give praise and honor and glory, God, to you. You are worthy of these songs that we sing to you. Worship is a time when we recognize and acknowledge God is here with us. God is up to something in my life. There's been a prayer that I saw recently, that has just knocked me down and the prayer is this god do something this sunday that cannot be explained except that it is you who are doing it don't we all come to church to see that god what are you up to what are you up to today god we're expecting something miraculous to transpire today I pastored in the First Baptist Church of Childress for 10 years. I had a home, and when I went and began walking several years ago, I know it doesn't look like I do, but I have for 16 years. And uh, it does more for me than you can see. But as I walked and started walking, I went up a hill. And when I got there, I would turn around and look. And there at that crest of the hill, I could see all of the Childress. And I was amazed after that, oh, it was a, quite a climb to get up that hill. Things looked different up there. As I got up there and as the cares and the problems and the worries of life weighed on me, in that day i was overwhelmed always as i went to that hill and my problems seemed insurmountable there's just so many things that needed to be done from up there everything was different i hope you have a place where you go and you can be high and look down and look around life is different up on the mountain, the quietness, the God who reaches us, then, the God who's up there with us in the quiet moment. You see, that's what worship is about. It's climbing into God's presence, it's coming into the presence of God, and it's looking at life from above. We need that perspective, amen? That's why we're here at God's house. We need a new perspective on life for the coming week. We need to know two things that I I know and am aware of today, and that is that a lot of you are sleepy. Amen? I mean, when I woke up in the middle of the night and it was a certain time and I thought it was another time, and I'm telling you, I was messed up got up this morning the usual time and it was dark dark man what's going on how can I worship God some of you are just huh. Oh. we understand that we're gonna give you an a-plus for being here for showing up today we got a couple of guys here on the front row I don't know what time they went to bed dear but they haven't got up today you know what I'm saying these guys are out of it and i understand that we'll give them a walk today but next week we're going to slap you with some water all right they don't even know what i'm telling them anybody here ever been that way before come on now be honest you ever fell asleep in church well i know stephen hadn't he's always awake back there stephen i see you back there brother And uh, I can tell you're awake. And that's a glorious thing on this day. We also go to church to get inspired, don't we? Let's look at what the Word of God says. Read with me Hebrews 10, 23. What's it say there? Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Now, don't forget that. He who promised is faithful. Now, our profession of faith is the confession we made when we received Jesus Christ as Savior. Think about this. We are what we believe. And we all believe something. We are what we believe. When we accept in our deepest being and we determine that Jesus Christ is our Savior, faith is a power in our life that is beyond our understanding. Faith isn't optional in our life. We have been changed. Now, if you want to know... (coughs) Did any of you notice today? Now he's he's doing something over there, but I, I know he's listening. Did any of you see any difference in Jason today? Did he kind of seem to be floating along, just you know, just you know, he went to the walk to Emmaus and spent seventy two hours with God. And they keep you up the whole time, don't they, Jason? You don't get any sleep when you go to the walk to a mess. All you get is fellowship and food. <laughs> it's hard on a guy who's been on a diet, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's everywhere. And, you know, we, we get inspired. And, and, man, he came up to me today with a smile on his face. And I looked at him and I said, You got it. When you go on the walk to Emmaus, you either get it or you lose it. It's such a challenge. But he was inspired. You think about spending 72 hours with God. Well, when we come to God's house here to to worship him, we are inspired. We're inspired by God. We believe in a God who made heaven and earth. We believe in a God who knows us, who cares about us, as all the fathers of this earth care about their children. We believe in Jesus who gave himself. He gave himself. I want to say it again. He gave himself for our life we are here today to experience god the father we feel his arms around us we feel him upholding us we feel him taking off the burdens of the week some of us are here today we just need to let go of some things of this past week anybody say amen to that or things i just need to put behind me it's over I've come to God's house. I'm starting my week with God. I've got a new look. I've got a new refreshment in my life. By believing on Christ, we are bought into a right relationship with God. And it's like starting all over. It's a new week. It's a new day. We are here to worship God. We're here to be inspired by God. And we believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God. I was listening to Charles Stanley today. I listened to other preachers as I get ready to come to church. And he was excited and talking today about to just realize God lives inside of us. Do you get that? God lives inside. In you, God is with you all the time in every circumstance, in every situation. When temptations and testings and trials come to you, God is with you. Don't take that for granted. It's an awesome thing to have God living on the inside of us. Mm. It means there's strength for us. It means as we walk that day, He's there with us. He sustains us in the day when we think we can't get through the day. Pat, I'm trying to decide whether to tell this on you. But I I believe I will. Your husband's got a big smile on his face. Don't dare look over there at him, okay? You know, we've honored a couple of people around here lately. And I want you to know that we're thankful for their service. We have a lady who's been 20 years as our secretary. And that is awesome. It's such a blessing to me as pastor that I don't have to walk in on Saturday, on a Monday morning and say to them, ladies, let's do this this week. I tell you what, since I've been here as pastor, I've never had to come and say to these ladies, y'all get busy. They're busy all the time. Well, to recognize her, if you were here that Sunday, you remember that uh, Pat came up here and told you a lot of things that they do. Not to overwhelm you, but just for us to be thankful for what's done. Many of us have brought our children to God's house, and the truth of the matter is we needed a break. Hello? We needed a break from those children. God bless their hearts. And the truth of the matter is they need a break. They need to have somebody else love on them. Maxine, I can understand 20. I have a real hard time understanding 40. But you, lady, are out. You're in another zone. 60 years, folks. She has cared for the babies of this church. Folks, we owe her some applause. We owe her some thanks. 60 years. I remember when I came here and I looked in the nursery one day and I said, what is that lady doing in there? You know? I mean, she needs to have a little time out. I found out she'd been in the nursery for 60 years. There's no way that we can give praise and honor in the right way to her. I I stand in awe of that. Paul says, hold on to your faith. Maxine, you've held on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hold on sometimes that's why we're here we're here to get inspired and i don't know about you but i'm inspired when i see our senior adults here in this church who have faithfully like maxine come to god's house sunday after sunday after sunday we need to follow that example We need to hold on to our faith. You know, there are a lot of people who have things in life that shake them. You have those things. I'm talking about things like sickness. Uh, One of our men was sick last week, couldn't do the sound system. He's here today so that you and I can hear and... uh, Donnie, I thank you for coming when you probably should be home in bed. You know? He's just faithful. Uh, dear, did you hear that, what I gave your husband a compliment? You were right, and I didn't want you to miss that. You can count on Donnie, can't you? You can count on him. And we appreciate him. And it inspires me. Oh, it inspires me when I see people make that kind of sacrifice for the Lord. You know, at our home, we have two vehicles. And a lot of you are like that. <clears throat> and I've noticed, have you ever noticed that your tires get low on air just when you need them? Anybody experienced that recently? Yeah, I see you. God bless you. I've been there. Mine just, they, I put air in them and two days later, they're flat. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. Why in the world does it do that? You know what? Sometimes we grow spiritually flat in the Lord. You say, well, why does that happen? Well, one reason is because there is a devil. And he will try to flatten you out every week and we need to be inspired to come on and to do those things that we ought to do you know I don't know about you but but sometimes I get flat and sometimes in the morning as the day gets going as I get up and I read the daily bread. Or on my computer, I have six devotionals that I read every morning and they inspire me. If you're not doing that, do it every day. Read a devotional. It will get you going. You need to be pumped up. We come to God's house to get spiritually uplifted at least once a week. Through preaching, through teaching, through singing, through just being together. I'm inspired and I worship God as I watch you. The last reason why we need to go to church is we need fellowship. Fellowship. Let's look at verse 24. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Think with me, what does that word consider mean? I can what? What who am I considering as I come to the Lord's house? That word means to fix my eyes. I've had the testimony of people who have come to church for many years and they've done it together and they always come and tell me how they're blessed as they look across the way and there is that couple, there is that family who is there every week and how much it inspires them and how much just their presence means to them that the people they can count on and do count on, they're in God's house every week. Your attendance in God's house really does inspire other people. We need to attend church not only to strengthen our faith so we can hang on, but we need to come to God's house to strengthen other believers who need us. You know, there's all the time there is encouragement around us if we'll really look and find it. The church is the only place sometimes all week long that we can go to and get inspired by other Christians. You know, we're out there in the world and there's things that tear us down and there's things that we mess up and we foul up and we're so discouraged and we come to God's house and we look around. I, I just want to say this, Jason, I, I want to say it out loud. I have needed to say it the last two Sundays, but I don't know about you, but those folks up in the choir now, they, they inspire me. Almost all of you are smiling. And when I look at you, that blesses me. And and the whole choir smiles at you. Anybody else notice that? Man, I don't know whether you told them that or not, but they're doing it. And they're just absolutely inspiring us with their smiles. They're singing with a grateful heart. They're aware that God has them there and they're missed. Wayne and Yuvi weren't in the choir today. They got three grandkids. And uh, Jeremy's usually there with them. And if they had been up at the choir, Dr. Frank would have had a great job today. They needed him. But all of those people in the choir, they blessed me with their presence, standing there smiling and praising God for everything. One of the greatest compliments has ever been paid and inspires us to high living is the words that were spoken to Job by some of his friends. Listen to what they said about Job. Thy words have upholded me and kept me from falling, and you have strengthened Feeble knees. Now let me read that in a modern translation. See if you can relate to that. Moffat said, Your words have kept men on their feet. My feet have been secured. My knees were about to buckle. I was about to give up until I saw you. Isn't that something great to say to somebody in God's house? Would you say that to somebody before you leave today? If it hadn't been for you, if it hadn't been for your belief and faith, if it hadn't been for you being in God's house every Sunday, if it hadn't been for your words of encouragement out there in the world, I would have just thrown it in. Oh, my. Many of you do not realize that you are an encouragement to others. That's what the church is about. We don't come to church just to have somebody tell us how to live. We come to this place to be encouraged and to get encouraged and to be blessed by other people. You're here not by accident. You're here to encourage others. So that makes church attendance worthwhile to all of us. It's more than just showing up. It's a place to get your life back in perspective. Some of us can only have perspective in life when we come to God's house. It's a place where we meet people who love us, who accept us, and who will help you on your journey in the Christian life. Don't neglect the attendance to God's house. Great things are being done here each Sunday. And if you walk out, without a smile on your face and the love of jesus in your heart that's not what god planned he planned for you and i to come here and to lay our burdens down you see that's what the altar is for you see i i pointed to the front row i didn't point to this part there's some of you who are young enough to come to the altar and bend your knees but there's of us, others of us here that just need to come to the front row and just thank God that this house, the House of God, is opened each week. and I get inspired, and I get happy, and I get my needs met, not only by God, but by the people I worship. Would you bow with me in prayer? You know, there may be just someone here today that needs to go and do some talking with some people in the house of God today. Maybe you just need to go to someone today during the invitation, whatever time it is, and just say, thank you. I am what I am today because of you. I need you here every Sunday. I thank God that you're here and in your place. You inspire me. Your smile blesses me. Maybe in the quietness of this moment, there might be people who want to just stand up and go tell somebody, you inspire me. You encourage me. You bless me. Who'd be the first? to stand and go tell somebody that today. Do you need to do that? Maybe that person's sitting by you. Maybe it's somebody you live with, share life with. Just thank them. Thank them. Tell them God uses you to inspire me and I thank God for you we're here by the will of God we're here to encourage one another maybe you just even in this moment like to come to the altar and thank God that he inspires you each Sunday he brings God's word to you A Sunday school teacher. Maybe it's someone who does God's work, teaches you. Maybe it's a Sunday school teacher. Somebody that you need to go and, and thank God for today because they inspire you, they bless you. I don't know what you need to do today. We're going to stand together. There may be someone here today who needs a church home. And you feel loved here. and You want to join with us as we're standing together, as we give the invitation. We invite you to come and join with us. Maybe you're here today and you need a Savior. That door is always open. So come as we sing.